Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's a brand new episode of If Memory Serves here at NOTLG.com. I'm Taylor, and with me as he is every month when we wander back into big bins of Lego that we inevitably step on or drop on the heater and forget about until winter. Uh, he's the monorail, my big rig truck stop. It's my brother, Seb. What's happening, Seb? Taylor, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the, uh, I think it's the 397th consecutive week of the global coronavirus pandemic. Yes. Or at least it feels that way to me. I don't know about well, you. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, this past Wednesday, so the it's the 26th of June right now as we record. This is just the best opportunity at the end of the month to record. But Wednesday the 24th was 100 days Oh, has it? Since oh. the 16th of March, which is when basically like, well, I'm not going into work. Oh, all the kids have to learn remotely. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've passed 100 days, although it definitely feels close to about six and a half years. Goodness gracious. Yeah. No, you know, I've always I've been a little curious because for you personally, like, do you find that you have like more free time during the pandemic or less free time because you have to care for the kids, you know, like um, they're not going to school and stuff or, you know, it's. I'm working regardless. Yeah. So it's not so much I have free time. I have work. Right. Um, even while the kids are on summer break, I have yeah. work. Um, so the the caring for the kids is not something I'm doing a ton of during the workday. Right, right. A little bit here and there. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's mostly something that uh, Amber's handling and taking care of. You know, she would kind of help make sure that they were getting their schoolwork done when the school year is still in session. Yeah. Um, and now it's now it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna you know figure out this fun little project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Once the workday's done, kind of about two thirty, three o'clock for me, since I try to start a little early. Yeah. Then yeah. You know, definitely, it's if it's not super hot, it's like, hey, let's go play in the front yard, and I'll open up the bus, and we'll hang out, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then, it's like, here, I'm really trying to focus and get something done for work, and work actually has been very busy right now. I'm looking at a long, long list of documents to be worked on mm-hmm. uh, on my little whiteboard here, mm-hmm. and um, it'll even if it's just the kids just coming in, just wanting just to, just to talk about something, just to share an idea that they have, they need to tell an adult. They just want to share it. And I'm like, I'm really trying to focus. I want to listen to you. Yeah. I need you to go away right now. It's tough. It hurts yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but holy moly, what a difference uh, another month makes. Oh, definitely. Man, um, I think it is safe to say on behalf of definitely this podcast and the whole NOTLG network, um, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. Trans Lives Matter, uh, trans, men are trans, trans men are men, trans women are women, J.K. Rowling is trash. Um, uh, what else? God, everything else. Um, tear down monuments, defund the police, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor, and um, yeah, happy Pride Month. <laughs> Well, geez, what else is there to say? Good night, folks. Not, yeah, not much. Um, oh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. There is something else to say. Wear your damn masks. Wash your damn hands. Amen. Amen. Um, good gosh. And that was just June. <laughs> Although, let's not count ourselves out. There's still four days left in the month. Well, you know, I really want to thank you because I think in the last episode, you recommended to me a, a neat show on Netflix about 
television and movie props. Oh, the one on Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus, excuse me. Yeah. yeah prop culture. Prop culture, right. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say, I for any of our listeners out there who might be searching around for more content to consume in these days, I really, I don't know if it's the whole social isolation thing or if I'm getting like extra emotional because of that, but I watched a little show this week for the first time. It's really short. It's like four episodes. Um, it was from last year. It was called A Very Brady Renovation for oh, HGTV. share a little bit of that. On yeah. That. yeah. They, they bought the house where they filmed the exterior scenes to the Brady Bunch and then tore out the guts to make the innards look like the sets, you know? Insane. But it was, like, way more engaging than I ever thought it would be. Really? It's like they're tracking down the few original props they can find. They're scouring eBay for, like, all the, like, chintzy chintzy junk from the 70s that's, like, screen accurate. And it's like, my mind is racing because I'm just thinking, okay, when I win a billion-dollar lottery ticket, it's like... You know, these are the people I'm going to hire to, like, recreate Grandma and Grandpa's, like, home in Sunnyvale and all that stuff. Oh, you know what I mean? My heavens. Wow. I know. It was yeah, just... An interesting one. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Yeah. But anyway, so... You, you, you kind of you hooked me with, like, hunting stuff down on eBay kind of thing. That's... Totally. And they were getting... Checked out. They were, like, putting calls out to super fans on the internet who, like, legitimately just in their lives own items that are identical to the stuff that was on the show you know what i mean wow it, it was really impressive it was a lot more impressive than i thought it would be so just kind of throw that out there as a recommendation no, that's cool that's cool awesome well you know previously on if memory serves we were talking about our cassette memories last month mm-hmm. and i i couldn't recall and you couldn't quite recall our introduction to the song fish heads right so the next time that I talked with mom, which actually was like the very next day because she called and, you know, we're all socially isolated, so we don't really get much of a chance to see each other. So we're definitely talking more and video chatting more. Mm-hmm. I asked her, I said, okay, okay, this is what we talked about. We couldn't remember if we had like a documented cassette or if we saw it on MTV. And she confirms we definitely saw it on MTV when wow. we were little kids. That well, was our introduction to fish heads. This is great. You know, uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Mom, as our unpaid fact checker for the podcast, is right. a valuable resource. So totally, um, I tip my hat to you, Mom. That's awesome. Wow, MTV, huh? Very cool. Yep. Well, let's take a look. We got a few news stories this month. Yeah. Do you want to take the first one, or did I put that one there? I don't. No. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. You know, actually, uh, there's actually a couple news stories, both relating to the Bill and Ted's franchise. Yes, um, because we've, we've actually gone a few months without talking about Bill and Ted. This is true. Um, <laughs> they finally released the, the trailer online for yep. uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, I really dug it. I thought it was pretty exciting. Um, I hope some of our listeners, if you hadn't had a chance to take a look at it, will uh, bring it up on your screens. Um, have you had a chance to look at it by any chance? Or I have, yeah. I, I, I watched it once the morning that it dropped. Um, it, it looks good. I wasn't... I don't know. I... I I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that I was just looking at the trailer, but I didn't quite feel the same spark that I felt with the first two films. Now Mm. I'm saying that Mm -hmm. with obviously the rose colored glasses of time Mm -hmm. on my face. So, and I know from what I have read about the film, obviously in bringing up news articles for this segment of the episode, Mm -hmm. um, obviously we didn't see everything that's in the movie in the trailer. They actually released a trailer that doesn't tell you everything that happens. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hedging my bets. I wasn't super impressed by the trailer. I will be honest, but what I 
do know about the film and who's in it and oh they've got kids and oh this and that and the other thing i'm putting more faith in that okay fair you know yeah um but i just within the past couple of days saw this next bit of news the the mall in phoenix arizona where they film right the original bill and ted yeah is actually closing yeah i think it actually closes in maybe just two or three days from now from this recording date like i think wow. it's the 30th um it's pretty sad i mean you know granted you know with everything that's going on i mean even before the pandemic malls were dying across america mm-hmm. left and right you know um i mean i I assume this mall had a movie theater. I, I don't know, but you know, it is a little bittersweet that you know it couldn't have limped along at least until Bill and Ted Three gets released because it would have been wow. kind of cosmically neat that and you could theoretically see that film at that location. I guess I don't if, know if if you felt safe enough to go into a movie theater. <laughs> right, right. You yeah, know, I mean, unfortunately, at at the time of recording, cases are ticking up um, big time mm. in more than half the country um yeah i even though they've pushed the release of bill and ted up a week i think it's august what 14th is it okay 13th or 14th now that it's coming out instead of like the 21st i think it was Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm sorry i'm not going to a theater i wonder if there'll be a streaming option um i hope so i really really hope so i know that they've done that with with a few yeah releases and i know some studios are like man i mean you know they're hurting and they, they would love to see the theaters yeah open again um but it really seems incredibly unsafe sure. uh to do that and granted i'm also incredibly paranoid so <laughs> hey you know that's that's just me um i think i've got science on my side this time right, right. um so I'm, I'm really hoping there's going to be a streaming option because i yeah I'll, I'll i'll flunk down you know 10 bucks to rent it and check yeah it out. Yeah, totally. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but this next one, I think you're pretty excited about. Oh, yes. Uh, the uh, Next month, July 2020, Netflix is uh, premiering the Unsolved Mysteries reboot that we've heard all about. Uh, even the trailer is now available online. Today. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be six new episodes. It's kind of interesting. They're actually going for a no-host format. So there's not... Oh, are to... they really? Yeah, there won't be like a, you know... Robert Stack version 2.0 kind of situation. Um, and each episode will be one single mystery that they'll explore rather than kind of a series, sort of. Okay. Um, and looks, I, know, I, know, I know one of them is an alien abduction. Yeah, it's very nice to hear that they included uh, a nod to the paranormal. Mm-hmm. I always felt that, personally, I don't know if this is just my, you know, memory being skewed, but that it seems like Unsolved Mysteries early seasons had a good mix of paranormal and true crime but as the series progressed it just kind of dropped the paranormal more and more and just became like a clone of like america's most wanted and that that Uh, is kind of my understanding of things too i didn't i never really watched uh unsolved mysteries super close yeah you know i mean obviously i recognize its importance in the the grand history of shows like this yeah Um, yeah my understanding is the later seasons they they stuck more with true crime than anything else the trailer theme song did have a, a really nice kind of callback to the original famous theme song that mm-hmm. talks about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, um, you know, cautiously optimistic. I think it will be kind of fun. So. Yeah, be curious to see how it's received for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lastly this month, there is now a very big book about very small cars. Folks, we've talked to you before about some of these 
big, um, just beautifully shot, like coffee table books that focus on um, certain aspects of our youth. You know, they've had a Art of the Super Nintendo, stuff like that. But Bitmap, Bitmap Books, say that three times fast, yeah. uh, is uh, releasing a book called Micro But Many, an unofficial micro machines collection, 400 <laughs> pages. <laughs> Of color photos and history about those itty bitty. Oops, did I just step on one? Cars. Oh God, micro machines. Yeah, and it's it looks like it's gonna be it's it's a forty dollar book. Yeah. Um, the pictures are mean really high quality. You know, each page has got you know here's this car, here's some details about it. Um, and I've got a, a couple of old VW ones. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. Just saw one just, just a week or two ago while I was digging around for something. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that little Carmen Ghia, uh, micro machine. I think there's a couple of micro machine airplanes from back in the day still floating around mom and dad's house. I wouldn't be surprised because I'm pretty sure that we had, um, we had some of those World War II mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sets. Yeah. Um, because Grandpa Paul was still very much into his warbirds sure you know i i don't think we have enough micro machine memories to do a whole episode but i really no. i really loved the um i had a one it was a weird toy because it was like one of the few micro machine toys that was really big which seems kind of a contradiction but it was like an aircraft carrier maybe the size of like a oh. box and you could kind of like put little micro machines in it yes. or something yes uh I remember that that was a really cool toy. I really enjoyed Which, that. given the size of an aircraft carrier, it was still a micro machine. Yeah, this is true. This is true. It wasn't anything you could fit in your pocket. I mean, I guess you could if you had like really big pants, I guess. But Hard cargo uh, shorts or something. Yeah. Cargo shorts, right. right. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to take a look at that book now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's neat. That's got to be some uh, some fun photography to kind of do. It's like, okay, <laughs> I get out my really big lens. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's get the main show going. Seb, what are we talking about this month? We are talking about one of our all-time favorite toy lines, childhood, modern times, whatever, Legos. This is a topic that not only has national appeal, but international appeal. Yeah. People all around the world love Lego. Um, uh, one of my coworkers mentioned that, you know, it's actually incorrect to say Legos. The plural of Legos is Lego. But, that's is S. but I say, I use the S a lot. Personally, I don't, I don't know, know how, how you roll, but um, I might you might use both versions tonight. Uh, I I think I use them pretty interchangeably. I mean, we've got we've got sets that we're going to talk about tonight that we remember fondly. Some sets that we probably, or at least I, didn't fully remember until we started doing a deep dive into you know family photo albums and home mm-hmm. movies, um, all sorts of weird discoveries. Um, yeah, definitely. I actually learned a lot that I didn't know before researching for tonight's episode. And there were there were a lot of things as we would, excuse me, go back and forth in our notes that I was like, oh my god, you know, I I, I totally forgot about this one, and mm-hmm. and oh my, you know, just stuff just kind of coming back, and um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of put my notes in kind of follow links off yours and then i saw more of what you put in i said you know what i'm just gonna follow along with sevs and chime in <laughs> the legos for us i mean i think yeah we we probably each individually got sets and stuff but they all ended up in the same box they did they that did. are that are very very old and beloved family cat would eventually pee in <laughs> yeah i remember you told that story once and that was I, that blew me away oh my gosh yeah i i, I have vivid memories of you know, having our entire box, and it was a 
big box mm-hmm. of Legos dumped out on a beach towel. That's what I, one of the things on I on, and we were like soaping them down, trying to get the ammonia smell of cat. Right. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because the the whole thing about having all the different sets broken down and put into one big box, like I had this weird memory of being a kid and. There were times when I would take the big box, dump out all the contents on the carpet and start building something and then have to put the unused blocks back in, which seemed like it took like 30 or 45 minutes. Yes. But there was like almost like a time when my, my little kid brain, like the light bulb went off and I started putting down like a blanket first, mm-hmm. I would dump it onto the blanket and then use the blanket to kind of just like pour everything back into the box. Yep. Do you remember that as well? Oh yeah. No, I remember that very well. In fact, um for Perrin's Legos because he's finally kind of clicked unintended um and decided yeah you know what I really do like the smaller Lego pieces Mm -hmm. um he actually even well up into just you know a year or so ago really would prefer working with Duplo he's like I can build things bigger faster because the blocks are bigger Mm, okay and I'm like okay I see the point there yeah that's that's a good point um, and he was actually getting ready to donate a bunch of his smaller blocks. Mm. And with the pandemic, you know, places that take donations just aren't open because, yeah. you know, they don't know if this stuff's contaminated or what. Mm. So the stuff's just been sitting in the garage. And he finally, you know, he was starting to build something. He's like, I don't have enough blocks. I need, you know, this or I need that or I need to find this piece or I need to find that piece. And I'm like, well, you've got like an entire box of Legos mm-hmm. in the garage that I'm like, should we bring that in? And he's like, yeah, I think I want to hang on to those because I want to be able to do this and this and this with them. I was like, okay, well, let's do that. But they, we got this, um, Amber found it. It's, it's basically a, um, uh, like a cloth tub, uh, for them. It's cylindrical, but part of it is there is like that same kind of blanket, idea attached to it so you you go to tip it out you spread this out you dump it onto that and then when you're done and it's already attached to the bin you just pick it up slide them all back in and you're done how good is he at the at the at the recall because for when for me personally i would always there'd at least be one or two pieces i'd miss and mom or dad would end up stepping on it barefoot and like you know <sighs> screaming out the physical pain you know what i mean yeah uh there's there's always a few pieces. He recently stepped on one and I'm like, oh, oh, welcome. You have now, like we all made it, we all made kind of a thing out of it. It's like, welcome. You, you have now achieved like. Rite of passage. Yeah. As a rite of passage. Exactly. Totally. But this, this is the great thing because I mean, you know, Legos, I think for most people, us definitely, it, it is probably one of those few toys that had just true staying power. Oh, sure. You know, other toys would come and go, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be a fad. We'd get bored, you know, we'd sell at a garage sale or whatever, but Legos stuck around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was part of the joy of it. In fact, funny story before we really dive into this, you want to talk about um, people really getting into them. Uh, Greg Newkirk of Hell Your Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, what he does to just like chill out, mm-hmm. like, like his hobby is like building lego recreations of like his friends the men in black uh the you know building like a a cave and putting goblins in it and um, famous you know in but part of part of it for him is is tracking down these like rare and unusual pieces 
mm. that he needs to make these different characters. Okay. Yeah, they had a Patreon post uh, just this last week, I think, mm-hmm. where he shared like 50 different like minifigs. Oh, wow. That he's made. Like, this isn't like, oh, I just got, you know, Emmett from the Lego movie and I put a different hat on him. It's like, no, I've literally like pulled this piece from here. I pulled this piece from here. I pulled this piece from here. Wow. You know, I had to hunt these down on, you know, on eBay or whatever. And it's just like, wow, it's just just really fascinating because the detail, the attention Mm -hmm. to detail is amazing. But that is like, as an adult, what chills him out. Yeah. You know, and that's great. That's because even I still love playing with Legos. I mean, I've got the Lego uh, VW bus. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got the the Lego bug that they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some of the Doctor Who Legos that they eventually put out. So yes, even in my forties, I'm I'm playing with Legos. Well, it's fascinating how the company. I mean, I'm trying to remember from when I watched like last year uh, the Lego episode of the Toys That Made Us. But it's really fascinating how the company kind of went through different eras where, I mean, obviously we remember from our childhood, like the eighties and maybe early nineties, you know? Um, and it's fascinating to me how, I guess maybe in the late nineties, they finally, the, uh, if I remember correctly, the, the, the patent on the little blocks expired. So now anybody could basically start making, any company could start making blocks that would marry with. Oh, mm-hmm. And they kind of had to change their business model so that now they started doing a lot of licensing deals with, different franchises like star wars or doctor who or whatever to kind of like uh kind of recapture the market you know they kind of reinvented themselves a little bit you know yeah so absolutely now if somebody's not even a lego fan if you're a fan of a particular movie or or whatever you know that that can be your entry way into into legos i guess yeah well i i know that um like our friend olav he loves building like these 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 world war ii you know, vehicles, planes, and tanks and stuff. And there's a mm. company called Kobe, C-O-B-I, um, that makes these. And they, yeah, they would mate perfectly with Legos. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, uh, in fact, he gave me a set that one of his kids, he, like, it was a duplicate, and one of his kids, like, started to build it, and then I was like, meh, I don't really want it. Mm. And he's like, here, Taylor, you want it? I'm like, yeah, it's Legos, I'll never turn it down, you know? <laughs> but yeah. it's been it's been sitting under my desk here, and I <laughs> haven't gotten around to building it. I keep right. on parent and he's like mm, nah somebody already started on it i'm like oh is that what it is you want to get it when it's fresh and he's like well yeah and the instruction book it's all kind of like buttered up I'm like the cover came out. it's not messed up dude. has to be perfect you got a little bit a little bit that's okay that's okay hey let's dive in yeah and let's start looking at this list that we've got i think okay. maybe just top to bottom is going to be our best sure that um, you know, the first thing, the first thing I started out with was probably the earliest set on the list. It's from 82, 1982, mm-hmm. uh, set number 4005, the tugboat. Yes. Um, this was a great little Lego. It was a literally a little black boat, but the thing that was graded about it was it was actually, it could actually float and it included a weighted keel to keep it upright. Um, yeah. Which, which was such a crazy idea to me at the time, because, you know, when it wasn't like in the tub, or something because mm-hmm. we did play with this in the bathtub i have very clear memories of playing with this in the tub you know and and, and it was in pieces it's like you're just this weighted keel it was always just such an odd piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was it's it's one of the lego sets that i have the greatest uh memories of i guess mm-hmm. you know um and uh it was it was a really fun little boat um 
and it was part of the, I guess you might call it, I guess it would be kind of like kind of part of the city universe. I mean, you know, for our childhood, for the most part, there were essentially three main, uh, for lack of a better word, universes for yeah. the boys. There was like city, so that's like modern stuff, vehicles, buildings. There was like a medieval kind of situation with castles and knights. Um, and then there was like a futuristic outer space kind of world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the sets we're going to talk about tonight, I mean, I think we're going to be kind of shifting between the three universes as we go along. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the tugboat kind of fit into that that city, classic city world. Um, along with the next set, the Jet Airliner, 1985, set oh, 6368. Yes. Now, it sounds like you have some fond memories of this one, huh? I really do. Something about this Jetliner set, um, and I'm, I'm just I'm bringing up the images of it as we go here. Um, there we go. This was someone who always, as a child, was kind of afraid of flying. Really didn't like the idea. Yeah. The moment that I looked at the scans of this instruction booklet, mm. um, I just, yeah. I mean, I just, I have vivid memories of just, even just putting the wings on. I loved how the way you could get into the fuselage like they put in the little passenger to take them out. It was like the whole ceiling kind of like lifted off on a hinge almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember the detail of <laughs> like the turbines mm. of the, of the jet engine um, that I thought was so neat. Um, although I do remember because it's, you know, it's a smaller set. They're not these big grandiose sets. It's not like this is a 747. So the seats down the middle of it, are all just seats down the middle of it like like if you wanted to like open it up and pretend that there was like an air hostess or something <coughs> you know walking and handing out peanuts there's nowhere for anyone to walk there's no aisle no not there's no aisle at all no, no. Um, but this was one of those first sets that um came with one of those like sloped blocks with a screen printed like you know here's a bunch of buttons that the pilot would be pushing or here's a screen mm brick and i i was always always fascinated with those bricks mm, it's, okay. it, it, be, it suddenly becomes you know when the set is apart it becomes like okay what else can i use this for mm-hmm. you know uh what else could it be a piece to um and it, it, it's funny just looking at the pieces that make up this set like just mm-hmm. the 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 piece the white piece that makes the front slope of the nose mm-hmm. like I don't know how to describe just having very like vivid memories of literally a piece. I I, I know. I, I I know what you mean. There were some sets that I looked on online where like I would see the sort of pseudo rubber tire of one of the Lego vehicles. Mm-hmm. When I saw it, the first thing the I didn't have a memory of it, but I could I had a memory of how it felt in my fingertips. Yes. That was yes. like that was like the very first thing that like my synapses did. And I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about this particular piece is I, you know, thinking about it as an adult and you think about the attention to detail and stuff, the simple fact, like they didn't need to have a, a, you know, one block high swivel piece for the front landing gear, Mm. you know, because obviously it's kind of cooler if it can kind of turn because, Oh, we're backing away from the gate or, you know, whatever, but it does. It totally has this, this one rotating piece. They could have made it just fixed 
and kids would deal with it and they wouldn't think twice about it. But that mm. is, that's something that I remember this having and being impressed by as a kid. Nice. Uh, interesting factoid about this particular jetliner set, uh, yes. according to the interweb, uh, the torso of one of the minifigure passengers that came with the set is a rare piece that was only available in five other sets. Really? The torso was printed with like a sweater vest or like a tie or whatever, the, whatever you know, clothing that little that character one. was wearing. Oh, it's the one that's down on the ground there with the suitcase. And you know what? I loved the minifigures. You know, I loved, I loved, oh, yeah. okay. I, you know, the whole, I mean, I don't want to sound gruesome about like taking off their limbs or their heads, but <laughs> like I would even take off things you weren't supposed to take off. Like you could pull their hands out of their arm sockets. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And just like examine it and then like put it back, you know? Yeah. Um, I def, I must say, I definitely, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but I got out of Legos right when they started, uh, giving them additional facial features. Oh, yes. With the pirates, the pirate themed line where you mm -hmm. have like an eye patch or beard stubble. And even then I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And it's just, I look online now and it's like, you know, every possible facial whatever, you know, is out there. And I just, right. I don't know. I don't know if it's like my old fogey moment, but I just, it, it's hard for me, you know, it's hard for me looking at that because I don't know if it's envy. Like I wish when I was a kid, I had so many more choices that I could have had, but I don't know. I still like those uh, bland, you know, smiling faces, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I think the only time I find it weird, because obviously the kids have plenty of them. Yeah. Um, I think the only time I find it weird is if they don't have like a hairpiece on. So it's mm. like, oh, here's the back of the character and here's this other face. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because there were a lot of Lego sets that involved things like, ambulances fire trucks potential disasters and it kind of makes it weird when you're playing like oh let's rescue the people from the car crash and the victim is has this big goofy smile <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good point <laughs> good point you know hopefully hopefully uh we don't get uh too many you know faces of of, of anguish right right in the future but uh, it sounds like the next set might have been your favorite might have been my favorite. I, I would I would say it probably is at least a tie between this one and one we're going to talk about in a little while. But this um, service station, this Shell service station, set number sixty three eighty seven uh, from what well, eighty six. Yeah, so I would have been I would have been almost ten mm. when this came out. Um, I don't know. I think looking back of the three universes. Mm -hmm. that lego started with i think city was honestly my favorite yeah i mean it's definitely by far hands down the one that had the most things on our list tonight so i think we, that's probably i'd have to go with that as well yeah i think space was a close second because i know i know we even had some of like the the you know moon landing um base plates yeah uh -huh. and stuff with like little craters and stuff on them but this shell station man this I, I don't know. I, I just I'm a car guy. I guess this is this is kind of what it comes down to. It's auto uh, automobilia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the, the the fact that we've got a tow truck, you know, great. I am gonna pick up every other you know Lego car yeah. I build, and I'm gonna you know tow it here for repair. And there's gas pumps, and we can we can fill them up and go drive. And there's a floor jack. Yeah. This thing's got this little, I remember this floor jack and just yeah. like what a mind bending experience it was as a kid to literally have, okay, here's this one tool. I can stick it under, pull this level lever. And, and now my Lego guy can crawl under if yeah. I turn the hat sideways. And <laughs> cause really those, those <coughs> pills were big. Um, 
and and he can fix this car it just mm. it was i don't know it was an unending world of fun for me which i guess translated into my adulthood because you know i'll still go out and uh wrench on the bus or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah you know but there's little so there's like oh here's you know where you can get you know uh air for your tires here's a little tire rack mm-hmm. i mean it's literally built out of four pieces and it's got you know a couple of tires sitting in it right 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 do you do you have any sort of feeling or memory of whether or not for the most part we would i mean obviously we'd buy a lego set or a kit or whatever and we'd put it together um do you have a feeling that we would try more often than not to rebuild the sets as advertised in the instructions or the box or would we just you know once it's kind of all the pieces are scattered in the big box we would just kind of use our own creativity and make our own like service station however we thought it should look like uh so like yeah like after it's been built once and then taken apart yeah yeah like if we wanted to rebuild it do you remember if we were i mean if we needed a gas station for whatever lego game we were or a thing we were playing at the time you know do you remember if we were very like like did we save a lot of the instruction manuals and a special sparta house and like we would build it like that or we would just kind of go like ape shit or excuse me and go crazy <laughs> and just you know put a, put together a random petrol station like honestly i i don't really remember saving a lot of the instruction book yeah me neither yeah yeah um maybe for a while mm-hmm. you know like they'd, they'd sit around or they'd end up in like like one of the giant magazine baskets yeah uh-huh. that mom and dad had right. um but i think and I, and I think to an extent i think some of our um home movies and 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 photos support the idea that you know there there came a time there's oh well we need a building well i'm not going to sit here and look for just you know all the white wall pieces I, it's, it's just going to be an absolutely multicolored technicolor barf of <laughs> of a of a brick. yeah because they're all just bricks right right you know and it's not something where i'm sitting here and like well this this character that i'm playing with is unhappy that his color looks like you know a harlequin vw golf exploded all over it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. so i don't i don't really remember i think obviously like some of like the really big pieces like oh here's here's a roof piece or here's something that's got a uh you know a shell sticker on it mm. you know or here's obviously still a gas pump mm-hmm. you know it's like oh well we'll just grab this and we'll stick it here and there there's our gas pump okay I think that's what we did. It was interesting you mentioned the shell sticker because one of the things I, I found out researching for tonight's episode, back in 2014, Lego ended its partnership with Shell that dated back to the 1960s after a three-month Greenpeace campaign protesting against Shell's uh, oil drilling in the Arctic, of all things. Wow. And they had they released a lot of um, videos online of little Lego people protesting, and they had protests at Legoland. Oh, Wow. So no more, uh, no more shell sets, I guess, you know, so. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, well, what did it, um, oh my gosh, they're, I think they, they eventually came up with their own, like, imaginary brand. Oh, like a generic. Yeah, brand. and I can't remember the name of it right now. I know the kids have some pieces. Okay, okay. Of it, but they also, I think they, they also partnered with Exxon for a while. Um, oh, okay. There are some Exxon branding <laughs> too. 
well i hope they didn't have i hope they didn't reuse the tugboat as like an exxon like oil tanker kind of situation well maybe it had to add add some extra bits take you know <laughs> two or three tugboat uh <laughs> right make it long enough right make it sink or crash or something oh, good heavens. Well, yeah, just leave the keel off it'll tip right. over oh jeez. <laughs> well it looks like the next set uh we've got tonight is actually uh of coming to us from outer space it was one of the last sets of the classic space line it was the xt starship light and sound from 1986 set number 6780 um i, I loved this little guy it was a just a little random spaceship mm -hmm. uh, it was i don't know if it was it was one of the first sets i think that had um special units within the lego sets that had i guess a nine volt battery that would um make certain lego bricks with little light bulbs in them light up and also generate a little electronic sound yeah uh, it was definitely of all the sets i had that were electronic the earliest of them i think i i loved i loved any sort of additional like play value out of this so you know the idea that i could hit a button and a little light would flash up on my lego thing brilliant genius that got go really, right now. yeah that was really revolutionary yeah for for our childhood because Legos, Legos didn't make sound. Legos didn't make lights. We had to do all of that. And now right. here we're hitting a button and stuff is lighting up. And, you know, here's a woo 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 laser sound or, or here's a, a fire truck siren or something. Mm -hmm. um, and it it blew my kid mind. And I loved I loved the little space dudes. And they had their, you could put like a, an oxygen tank on their back. That's mm -hmm. a little um, like thing that went around their throat. You know, so you could put the yep. head on, yep. and then, of course, you had the little visor guy. You could put the hot visor up and down. You know, yep. Um, Love the weird little logo, like the little like Saturn kind of logo. The, the, the like we're skirting the the uh, copyright that NASA has. Right. Yeah, it's just it was just ever so NASA esque. Oh, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, this was a great little spaceship. It had it came with a little yellow uh, space minifig guy. Um, mm -hmm. The cockpit section could actually detach from the aft section. Um, there's also a smaller probe module that was stored in the middle of the aft section that could also get detached. Um, and it was just great, you know? Um, it was interesting because another um, space set I had, uh, it was another spaceship, it was called the Star Defender 200 from 1988, set okay. 6932. It's interesting because that one was a little different from this earlier one I was talking about because this now had space guys that Lego called um, Futuron astronauts. Um, and from what I can gather, I'm not a Lego expert, but apparently um, the difference between the classic space guys and these guys were that these guys, if you looked at the front of their jumpsuit, there was a big diagonal zipper going down it. And it was like a two-tone jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Earlier space guys, it was kind of like a monotone color jumpsuit, you know what I mean? Um, but again, this was a really neat little uh, spaceship. It had six lasers. Uh, it came with a little rover and two astronauts. Uh, great little guy. Yeah, um, no, these 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 sets I love because we've got these like translucent tinted, like these blue tinted uh, cockpit, like canopies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everything that we had been used to, kind of up to this point, was all like, oh, here's another clear windshield and. You know, now it was like, oh my God, here's this color. And it's like, I can see through it. And there's my dude and he's, mm -hmm. he's flying the ship. And mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it, it really just, at least for, for me, for sure, kind of expanded that whole, uh, 
range of things that I could imagine. Yeah, the Star Defender 200 had these uh, transparent blue canopy pieces that were almost like um, octagonal in in shape, but they were kind of like like little pyramids as well. And they could, I guess, they were hinged so they could flip open, and there would be a little compartment in there that you could, you know, put a little moon rover or something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I just love these guys. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure if I if if I actually ponied up the money to do the hypnotherapy session, I'm sure I could probably remember some of the the earlier space sets we had, like stuff from the earlier '80s, where it was more. <laughs> it wasn't as intricate as these guys. It was more just kind of like a little rover with like um like a satellite dish on it or something like that. But and those were great too in their own way. You know, or just the really basic building sets where it's like, oh, here's a Danish house, and here are the flowers in its front yard. Right, right. Or like the set. There was one thing. Oh my god! And it was like it wasn't even a Lego set. It was just like you buy a little Lego box, and it was just trees, different shapes. Oh yes, the trees. Yes, yes, yes. Like trees with round, like a round bush tree, and then like a Christmassy tree, triangular. Here's a conical tree, and here's yeah. the yes. Um, oh. here. Here's a random like table and umbrella set. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, just like just the super like ultra basic accessories. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I rarely remember those. Those are so good. Oh, so that was a nice guy. Um, probably the biggest Lego set we had was oh, the monorail transport system set in nine zero um, from about eighty seven or eighty eight. Um, this this was. Yeah, I mean, this was like what I put in the show notes. It was the USS flag of Lego sets. I mean, it was absolutely. It was, it was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Lego sets of our childhood. Um, seven seven hundred and fifteen pieces. It sold at retail for one hundred and fifty five dollars. Um, and this was great because it was a whole. I mean, you know, we talked about the petrol station, but this was a whole huge little city, and it was like it came with these little train tracks, and there was a little train lego train that had another one of these nine volt battery packs and you could actually have the train drive around the track you know and pick up your space dudes or have you know run over space dudes if you were still inclined you know? and probably fall off the track. <clears throat> oh geez and it's like you know you know god bless mom and dad there is a great in my opinion a great photo of me opening this exact set on christmas morning and like just tearing the box apart and yeah. Oh, I have so many happy memories of that set. That was a great set. This, you know? this whole set was so epic. I mean, I, I, st- I still think that, like, if you handed this set to a kid today, like, they'd be like, what? You could do what with this? This thing oh, is- oh, yeah. They would lose their mind over it. Oh, yeah. This is still a set that I think, you know, brings all the kids to the yard. You know what I mean? It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and it's great because... Um, again, you know, anything that I thought would just kind of up the play action just would be great. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how much in remembering our Lego memories, like how much we interchanged the universes, you know, like I can't remember if I ever, you know, built a tow truck to like drive around the moon base. You know <laughs> I, mean? uh, right. I hope I did, you know, cause that would have been really cool, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a really good one. Um, yeah. I just, I'm. I'm looking at these these pictures from the instruction booklets. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that little like I don't know delivery skimmer thing mm-hmm. had these four black I don't know tubular things on the bottom of it because it was like those are like little jets or it hovered or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'd forgotten about that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
and the box itself, I mean, the box was as big as my body at that age. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the box for this thing was massive. It was massive. And, you know, I'll, I mean, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Mom and dad, God bless them. They, you know, they really, they really delivered when we wanted something, even if it was like huge and expensive, you know, for the most part, you know? Yeah, like, this really was, awesome. yeah, this was definitely one of those, one of those like, all right, this, this is the big Christmas gift. Yeah, this is like, this is the serious, like, you know, if you tell Santa at the mall you want this, Santa's probably going to chuckle nervously and say, well, we'll see about that. You know what I mean? My mom's like, right. right off the corner. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the next thing on the list, I really want to hear what you have to remember about this, because this is... Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't know where to begin. Okay, so, I don't know, maybe this is kind of a slightly tangential... Thing, but obviously we went to mcdonald's a lot as, as kids and we got happy meals a lot as kids um i feel like my waistline still shows that but you know i digress or digest or both um like we can both remember when like mcdonald's would give away glassware mm-hmm. you know actual glass in your happy meal uh, <laughs> but not shards of it not not unless you dropped it on the way into the house um, but I still have like some of those like Garfield mugs and I still wish I had some of like the tall like Muppet movie or our great Muppet caper glasses or something. Those were the best. But McDonald's also um, in the late 80s uh, had little and legitimately little Lego sets. Yeah. Uh, in their Happy Meals. And so so here we are. Now, this is 1989. This is kind of crazy because that means you are about 11. Mm. And I'm almost 13. Mm-hmm. And we're still getting Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a... What, what is, what's the set number here? 1915-1. Yep. I'm going to bring it up here real quick so I can look at this. Here is a an airplane. Yeah. That is made from what would you say eight bricks? I know. I mean, compared to the jetliner we talked about earlier, this thing is basic. This thing is like basically, you know, it is. It does have a third dimension, but for the most part, it's just a two-dimensional toy because there's really no interior space to it at all. You talk. I've got to count these. One, two, three. Let's see. Four, five, six, seven, eight, um, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then 13, 14, and the wheels, 15 pieces. Wow. This you kid know, had 15 pieces. It, it, it's, it's, it's so humble. It's so you really have to strain and cross your eyes before you can see how it actually looks like an airplane. But <laughs> I, have, I have, I mean, coming off of talking about the monorail transport system, I still have equally, if not more, fond memories of this little guy, this humble little set. You know what? You, you make a good point, and, and, I will I will admit with the whole like straining your eyes to go, oh yeah, that's an airplane. It it's in the same way that you look at graphics on the Atari twenty six hundred and go, is is that an airplane? Yeah. yeah. Air flying through the air. I can't yeah. tell. Oh no, it's an airplane. I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's like there's gotta be there's gotta be some guy in the eighties working for like Lego or McDonald's or whoever, and they're saying, Okay, we signed the contract, you know, market research has said we can spend this much per happy meal so that means we can only have eight blocks what can you come up with for eight blocks you know there's a city that has to sit there for an afternoon and be like well i could probably do an airplane and here's what it's gonna look like you know what i mean but then but then they literally show that with these same bricks you know here's this little like i don't know steam boat tug boat looking thing mm-hmm. and it's like oh 
you can also just forget the wheels and make a dog or make a duck that's turning its head forever. Um, this, yeah, man, dude, I, I really, I really, really remember. You know, here's, okay, here's the weird thing about this. I did a little bit more looking into this whole thing. Apparently, I put this down as being from the year 1989, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what a website called bricklink.com claims. Okay. Apparently, there's another website, brickset.com, and something called the Lego Collector Book that say, no, 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 these sets were from 1983. And then I found this totally other random website that said 1985. And you know what? Here's the thing. The commercials for all this stuff's on YouTube. In fact, we have a little bit of audio that we can listen to. Oh, uh, great. Yes. Uh, maybe we could play that real quick. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. Let's take a listen. You get one of four different Lego building sets when you buy a McDonald's Happy Meal. Each set builds one of these four toys. And more. You can collect all four, a different set each week at participating McDonald's. Wow. It's so good, but it kind of drives me crazy, too, because part of me is thinking, like, okay, whoever put this little commercial up on YouTube, presumably it's an old family tape, uh, videotape that they recorded a TV show off of. Yep. If they only included a bit of what that show was, you might be able to settle this debate. You oh. know, it's like this one movie that was not in existence in 1985. That's, that's a really good point. Like, do you have any memory of, I mean, I know I said 89 here, but do you have any memory of when in the 80s we would have got toys like this in the hot? You know, it's, it's funny because, yeah, the, the, the brickconstructions.com links that you have that I'm looking at also, also say 89. Yeah. I, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right. Mm, okay. It doesn't feel right. Eighty five mm-hmm. seems like it would be okay. more accurate. And I'm even trying to look. I'm even trying to look closely at the scans here. To see, oh wait a second, there's a legal notice on this one. Maybe there's like a little copyright date or something. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna move away from the microphone and move a little closer to the screen. I'm gonna try to see, but okay. see if my old eyes can pick it out. Okay. Yeah, it just blows my mind that, um, you know, McDonald's and Lego being both two huge international corporations with rabid fan bases, it just seems like this, something as basic as what year it came out of would have been settled long ago by some sort of super fan or something. You would think, and no, that did not have a year on it, but they do have, it's like the scans here have ads of what other sets are available and like in the town series, well, there's there's the shell station we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's at, at least of a similar era. Okay. <coughs> you know, I, it, it appears. Uh, oh, did you find something? I did find something. Okay. So this scan, which I'm, I believe must have been like, oh, here's a little Lego advertisement that comes with your instructions. Mm. Um. There is a free Lego building set by mail, a five to seven dollar building set with proof of purchase, blah, 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 that whole thing. Right. right. The date that the offer ends is January 31st, 1987. Oh, so it must have been 85 or at least not 89. You know, you're, you're, so you're in. Yeah, no, I think what yeah, what I'm looking at with my my good God, my transition lenses, I'm so old. <laughs> um, it, it says that, that this offer ends January 31st. 1987 there you go well you know what it's 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 great because these sets like the 
when they're still sealed in the plastic bag you know what i mean yeah on ebay for like five bucks and i'm like ooh, i know what stocking stuffers i'm gonna get for everybody this year already. <laughs> that's awesome that would be fantastic yeah because looking back here at the the service station in our notes yeah uh set so i i would actually make the argument that everybody's wrong it's not 1985, it's not 1983, it's not 1989, then it's 1986. Ask mom as we are driving home <coughs> to start building stuff for us. Yeah. Yeah. We're at a stoplight. Mom, hey, you know, could you uh, really bust open this Lego set and start building it for us? Uh, chop, chop. That'd be great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it's so bad. I, I, it, It's a completely true story. It's something I'm not proud of, but I tell that story to a lot of people I meet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 it's so weird because you think the whole idea behind the Lego set, the kid's going to get excited about making it him or herself. You know what I mean? You know, um, I, can, so, I can speak to that for a sec, but go ahead and finish your thought. No, I just, so it's just, I don't know. I just felt like, um, for us, I guess it was just more having the finished product that we could drive around on the carpet rather than the building of it, maybe. I, we were more interested. See, okay, so here's here's my take on it. Okay. Because I I have kids and I've watched them go from, here, dad, help me build this. Meaning, here, Dad, build this while I watch you build this. Oh. To, you know, uh, here, I'm going to build this. And then every now and then being like, okay, I, I need this particular piece and I just don't see it. Can you help me find it? Mm, okay. Um, and that has taken a while. Pardon my squeaky chair. Um, but, yeah, it and just it's something that's happened in just the past couple of years. Because I remember... Boy, I tell you, you know, time's such a funny thing now, but I can't remember if it was last summer or the summer before mm-hmm. where parents started building a Lego set like and it, and it was a bigger, somewhat complex one. I think it was a Minecraft one. Mm-hmm. And I was it was in the morning and I was leaving for work um, and I was like, all right, bud, you know, have fun building that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be here to help you, you know. And I come home that afternoon and he's got it like three quarters of the way done. And he did it like all himself. Awesome. And I was like, whoa, like, yeah. okay, we've turned a corner here. It's, it's no longer, you know, here, dad, help me build this. And it's me doing all the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that was a, that was a big deal. Um, and yeah, he, he's got that independence. So I, I think at some point for us, we probably also turned to that corner because I, I love the act of building it. Mm-hmm. I love grouping all my similar parts together and, 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 you know, going through, it's like, okay, this, this goes here, click, 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 this goes here, click, click, you know, and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's just developmentally a time where it's like, you look at it as a little kid and you go, I need help figuring this out. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think there's also a point where we're just excited to have it. And we want to have it look like what's on the box so we can play with it. 
I'm just going to hope and pretend that the set I'm asking mom to put together at the stoplight isn't the eight piece Happy Meal set. <laughs> I'm just going to hope that it was one of the more complicated ones and just that I wouldn't have, you know, anyway, that's just my, uh, well. you know, let's be honest. It was probably this one because you could put together a 15 piece set at a stoplight. Yeah. It might've been. Yeah. You gotta admit 15 pieces. A pretty quick build. All right, Ma, can you pull the car over? We got, we got to get this going. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Oh, man. Oh, well, such memories. The next set I got on the list tonight is uh, from a new universe, the Pirate Universe, the Caribbean Clipper from 1999, set 6274. Yeah. Uh, this was great. It was a great big giant ship with flowing sails and cannons on poop decks and whatnot. Um, I know <laughs> poop decks, not because of the incontinent cat. <laughs> right. Um, I've already told on the Loma Prieta earthquake episode of the If Memory Serves podcast, the story about how um, I got the set right before the earthquake and mommy had me take it out of the living room the evening after the earthquake because she was thinking that our house might have to be a refugee center for people displaced by any future potential afterstocks. <laughs> That's not going to be the story I talk about tonight. What I wanted to mention really quickly is the fact that apparently on the box flap for this set, okay, there was a whole backstory kind of printed on it. Oh, was there really? And here's the thing about Legos. I mean, we've done a couple episodes so far. We've talked about specific toy lines, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Star Wars. A lot of these toy lines, they had uh, uh, some sort of other media attached to it, a movie, a TV show, a comic book, where you could kind of delve in there and learn about the characters, you know, yep. and backstories. For the most part, Lego really didn't have that. So I think part of me always, I guess, wanted that. So I would always kind of search for that. I mean, obviously, I could just use my imagination, you know. Um, but this was great. I mean, it apparently, the two-masted flagship, which is this Caribbean Clipper, was named the Seahawk. And according to the box flap, sometime during the 18th century, a peaceful colony of settlers enjoying the island treasures they discovered suddenly had their serenity interrupted. The interiors were those who called themselves the Legoland Pirates of the Sea, exclamation point. For years, the pirates had been searching for the same buried treasures that the settlers were now claiming as their own. This, of course, disturbed the pirates as they knew their doubloons the settlers had found belonged to their ancestors. The gold the settlers found on a neighboring island needed to be transported back to their fortress so that it could be kept hidden from the pirates. The crew aboard the Caribbean Clipper was called to action. Their task was to return the gold safely to the El Dorado Fortress at whatever cost. Once they reached the fortress, Governor Broadside would take over and find a safe place to hide the gold. Oh, I picture Governor Broadside as being a very <laughs> Right. The crew was a group of very proud men. They would not let anything or anyone come between them and the gold. The pirates, however, had other plans. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I love it. I know. I love it. And El Dorado, no less. Nice. I know. I didn't have that set, but um, it was just, I loved it. I loved it so much. This little boat, or it's a pretty big boat, actually. It was pretty cool. Um, and that was uh, that was a set from 1989. Um, mm -hmm. Is the same year as this next set that I remember. Um, this was another, another outer space set. It was the um, Space Police Striker Light and Sound set 6781. Uh, another spaceship. Um, another light and sound. Another light and sound. But this was really interesting too because this is also at a point where the kind of the Lego people or whatever their marketing team is kind of trying to build up, you know, 
backstories and characters and different sides and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I really love this set because the little spacecraft, um, it came with a little space guy um, mm -hmm. and Ooh, another a little space jail. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this, this <laughs> had two rows of lights, the only light up computer Lego ever released. And on the back of the ship is a little jail cell, a removable pod for transporting criminals which can be removed from the rest of the set. Yes. Oh my Appar God. Apparently in 1989, Lego made a storyline decision. They invented a group of people, group of astronauts called Blacktron and Blacktron um, were declared the quote unquote bad guys of space. And I also want to say Blacktron is like a, like a hip hop group, but I could be wrong. Blacktron, the hip hop group. Exactly. <laughs> Opposing them. Geez. Talk about, yeah, talk about the year 2020. Opposing them and defending the civilian Futron astronauts were the Space Police, a group of brave individuals whose spacecraft were black and blue with red transparent brick elements. Oh, boy. So here you have the Space Police fighting the Blacktron. Oh, um, man. This is this, this is going to make for some dangerous tweets. It, it, it really, <laughs> you know, in our modern day and age, I mean, it probably has a completely different connotation. I just love the fact that there was a spaceship with a little jail cell on it, and you could you could lock up a little Lego computer. I, I gotta admit that is that is a pretty neat function, and the fact that it uses like translucent red rods and yeah. jail bars to make it just look that much more futuristic. Oh, oh! I love that aspect of it. Brilliant! The Blacktron minifigures were black jumpsuits um, with white trim and opaque black visors. They were stylish. They were sleek. They were intimidating. They were so cool looking. I love these yeah. little guys. They were just great. Anyway, um, it's interesting because um, of all the sets we've talked about tonight and are going to talk about tonight, for the most part, the the latest ones time-wise that, that I can remember was from 1989. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing I kind of stopped, you know, buying or receiving Legos not long after that. You know what I mean? Probably, um, yeah. But it's interesting because, and this is something I really want to ask you about a lot, because um, a couple of years ago, I was going through uh, the old bedroom at mom and dad's house, and I found some Lego sets actually still in their original packaging that all date from 1997. And I, I have to assume they were yours. Um, it, one of them was called the Outback Airship six, Set 6444. Yeah. And another one was called Crisis News Crew, set six five five three, also from the same year. Um, and and uh, if they're in they're in my kitchen, um, I, I would if you want them back, I'll give them to you. I just thought it was so cool that there was like vintage toys in the house that I was just smitten and was just like I have to save these or so they don't get crushed. Oh, and I, and I'm glad you did. I'm I'm pretty confident that they must have been ones that I picked out because. Obviously, having been to Australia and New Zealand in 93, mm -hmm. you know, I really <coughs> have been, and to an extent continue to be, um, interested and into stuff from that part of the world. Totally. Um, so here's this Outback Airstrip. It's got a really cool-looking plane Yep. with it, twin con connected tails. Right. It, it, it's basically a little kind of Outback Airstrip. There's a... The plane you mentioned, there's a small tin shack. Yep. Um, there's a boom box. Here's the thing. It's 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 pretty famous because it contains a Lego brick that was has never been included in any other set. Oh god, which in the history. It's a it's a three by one brick with a printed radio on the side. 
so it's a little radio. Really, that little boombox has only yeah. ever been in this set. It's a it's 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 a real feather in your cap. It's a really and the other thing that wow. the, the other set, the Crisis News Crew. It's a little yeah. helicopter, two cameras, a pilot. News. There's a female news anchor minifigure. According to BrickMedia.org, quote: This is a very rare set and is very hard to find even online. Unquote. So. You got some really, you had a really good eye. You got some really cool little sets in 97, apparently. So that was, yeah, I just, it, it's funny because I don't, I don't have very clear memories of like going out and picking these up. I don't know if it was something like that I had asked for as like a gift. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like, are they like legit unopened or are they just like, well, here's no, the it, box, it has been opened, but everything's still in it. it pretty much that. It's like the box. The box is open. It still has the instructions, and it still has the pieces, but they're already assembled and in the box. So, like the little vehicle, uh, it's already okay. in the shape of the vehicle. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That does kind of ring a bell because I'm looking at the Crisis TV thing and the 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 camera dude on the side of the helicopter. Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, there's like this little there's this little piece that's the same kind of piece that the lady's using as a microphone. Yeah. And I think you can grab it and actually make the dude swivel like he's like he's tracking something with his camera. Oh, cool. Because he's kind of sitting on a platform on the outside of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I next time that it is safe to visit one another. Yeah, I'd love to see these things again. Totally. Totally. That's a trip. That's a real trip. Yeah. Um, stuck around. And the... Hang on, I'm looking at the other things that you yeah. can, you can like build with this set because I don't I always loved how they would show like oh here's here's what else you can do with these same yeah. parts yeah and it's like here's the camera guy and he's he's driving a hot rod and the, <laughs> the piece that was his camera is now like a supercharger on the engine <laughs> like what is it just great yeah and here's here's the TV guys. And the reporter is now driving a jet ski, and they're filming her. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the weird stories that Lego designers must come up with when oh, they do these the things. best, just the best. They must have like their own special names. Oh, here's Dave, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and here's here's Philippe, and you know, I don't know. It's great. It's great. <laughs> uh, so now we're getting into a section of the show notes that I've entitled sets I don't remember at all, but can, can be seen in old family photos. Um, and then I really want to hear about what you have to remember about this next set. Yeah, which is funny because I think all four of these sets I have really strong memories about. Oh, cool. But hadn't remembered until you added them in here because you didn't remember them? Yeah. All right. So this, this first one is the Big Rig Truck Stop from 1987. Okay. This is uh, 6393 is the set number for those of you Lego nerds who are listening and being like, oh, which one is this? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, dude, there is something about trucking that I've always been fascinated by. Huh. Um, like, it goes, it goes way back. Like, I mean, I think half the reason I thought Smokey and the Bandit was such an awesome movie as a little kid mm -hmm. <clears throat> was, was all the trucking. Mm-hmm in it and i think you know going on uh family vacations and being out on the highway and and you know trucks are just everywhere mm -hmm. um so this set has got both uh what appears to be like a logging truck um mm -hmm. or perhaps a a you know a lumber truck taking lumber somewhere it's got an extra uh rig mm -hmm. 
Um, and then it's also got this uh, like heavy wrecker. Um, so just a uh, um, like a tow truck strong enough to haul big rigs. So it's got like twin hooks mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, twin uh, swing arms mm-hmm. for them. That's not the actual word for them. I can't remember what it is, but anyway. Um, and I just thought, like the tow truck in particular, yeah, was just the raddest thing ever. Yeah, it's like a red. It's like a red one, I think, right? Yeah, it is red yeah. one with the 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 extended kind of more Peterbilt like nose, <laughs> flat like a Mack truck. Yeah. Um, and I mean, just the fact that it's just got like the two little like lever pieces on the roof being used as like twin and twin CB antennas. Uh-huh. Um, stuff like that. The fact that the um, like right behind the cab, you've literally got like a double decker set of um, winches, mm-hmm. right? One for each of the hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just every every inch of that truck just drips awesome. And I I'm like I'm looking at this set. I'm like, God, I wish I still had this set. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because the tow truck. There's a there's an individual set of that tow truck that. Uh, when I was looking at the old photos, trying to figure out what set number it was or whatever, mm-hmm. that's that, that truck, but it only had a single hook on the uh, on the end. There wasn't a double hook, so I kept getting confused, and I was like, well, "What's going on here?" You know, oh. until I found this big rig truck stuff that I realized, oh, that's that's the whole set. You know, it it had the three trucks. There was a little building, a little. Uh, you know, truck stop building. Um, it was great because this set featured really prominently in a little clip from our family home movies where yes. it's like the only thing I can imagine is we have the cam, the video con- video camera as if it's a a news helicopter reporting on a big rig accident, and there's like little firemen set up that are putting out the fire. You know, you're 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 doing an amazing job as the news anchor, basically as well. <laughs> Thank you. And one of the things that like I love about that little clip is you can hear in the background the sound of presumably me sifting through the big box of Legos, making that ineffable like Lego brick sound when you're yes. like running your hand through a thousand Lego bricks, you know? Yep. Oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I got to oh go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I, I, I clicked on one of the one of the uh, scans of the build sheet. I'd forgotten that the um that the two uh arms for the for each hook actually swivel out yeah oh no it's it, it, the, the functionality was just awesome it is it's 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 incredible because yeah. i mean you know the, the, these heavy wreckers in, in real life yeah sometimes you've got to swing those booms over that's what they are the booms um to to get you know anchored here or hooked onto something that slid down a ravine or whatever as yeah just god i love that truck so damn much it's funny that you talked earlier about being into trucks as a little kid, which, I mean, I guess every little kid goes through a phase when they're into trucks, but yeah. I have this specific memory of us, like, I don't know if we were on a car trip or whatever, but we had this weird thing going where every time we would see a truck that was like, like the, 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 um, like the cab over engine, the Mack truck with the flat mm-hmm. front, that was quote unquote my truck. And every time we saw the one with the big nose sticking out, that was quote unquote your truck or something. God. It's, it's just like a really weird little kid thing, a little like thing that, I don't know. It was just a great Yeah, moment. no, but I kind of remember that. No, it was like a huge, it, I don't know if it was just something to pass the time on like a big car trip to see it in Porterville or something like that. But even today when I see like a Mack truck, I think on some level, I think, oh, that's my truck, not Taylor's truck. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I'd forgotten about that. 
Now, I got a little surprise for you to hear about this set. I got a little thing for you. There's a website called brickeconomy.com. Oh, God. Okay. And it gives the current values for new, if you have a new and sealed, like a new old stock, old vintage. Right. Mint in box kind of Mint thing. box, never been opened. Oh, like, you can give you the current price. Ooh. So we're going to do a little, really quick little game. I'm going to give you three prices, and you're going to tell me which one. You would have to pony up if you wanted this particular set mint in box. Oh my gosh, do do if I if I guess the closest without going over, do I get to? Do you actually get it? Agent play pink plinko. <laughs> plinko, yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right, so here we go. Okay, so this is the big rig truck stop we're talking about. Right, right. Okay, okay. mint in box. Mint in box. Okay, first guess five hundred and forty-one dollars. Okay, very Se specific number. Right. Second guess. $1,621. And then the third guess, $3,430. Which, which of those three dollar values do you think is the actual price? Oh, I'm really I'm hoping it's 541 Is that your final choice for the evening? I think so. The actual answer is $3,430. Oh, do you believe that? Shut the front door sebastian there, I'm like, what i'm gonna need a lot more like you know pandemic stimulus checks i think from the government to no kidding i know that's mint inbox that thing is over three grand i mean you know forget the stock market i should have been investing in like vintage lego sets you know jesus yeah no kidding i mean like i'm, I'm sorry it's going to come down to a choice between, well, do I get a mint and box big rig truck stop set or a new engine for the bus? I know, right. You totally. know, I mean, those are those are pretty much equivalent prices right there. Buy a real truck. Yeah, totally. That's insane. I know. It's pretty bad. Oh, my bad. God. Yeah. I thought maybe 1600 but I was just like, no, 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 no. This is it's, it's just a big rig set. It doesn't have any, like, super rare bricks in it or anything. I don't know. I know. It's crazy. Oh, my God, dude. Wow. Wow. Well... No plinko for me. Right, right. Well, uh, well, talking about the uh, the Lego news segment with the uh, fire wreck, you know, the yes. next set we had set sixty four eighty, the hook and ladder truck from nineteen eighty seven. God, this I think was my first introduction to uh, light and sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, this this was the one where it's like, okay, so here's here's the body of the fire truck, and it's holding the nine volt battery, mm -hmm. and I just just remembered these these blue roof lights mm -hmm. on it and and just for something just the, those blue ones and it was great because if you if you stuck them on one way both lights would light up okay if you took it off rotated it put it back on they'd flash they'd alternate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which i thought that was insane mm -hmm. like i get it it's it's just really it's a circuit there's little wires in there i mean i get how it works as an adult but as a kid Oh, it was great! I mean, legit magic. It was. It was totally cool. Um, was really cool. But yeah, this this little this little hook and ladder truck uh -huh. was just the coolest. I mean, I love the, you know the bigger the knobby tires, the like the the the, the truck tires, as it uh -huh. were. I can feel uh, those in my hand right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's insane. You know, I love that it's like the double rear axle uh, setup. Um, yeah, I mean, light and sound was the best, and and it was always it was crazy. They I don't know, I don't know how they designed like the little piece that's technically the switch mm, okay. for it, but it's just it's just it's this little you know two by two but round right mm 
uh, uh, cylindrical piece, and it's it's a knob. It's it's literally a switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh here, turn it this way. Here's the sound. Oh, turn it that way. There's the lights. You know, or rotate it a certain way. There's everything. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just yeah. This was one of those sets that just it changed the game for me when it came to Legos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like oh oh these these can do these can do what now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that was that was definitely definitely a favorite. I yeah. I mean, look at me. All all this city stuff. This is this is my bread and butter. I loved the like the little floor plates that were like the little gray asphalt like city roads you know yeah. and oh, those were great like i don't know why but like for me like that was where my like inner pablo picasso would come out because <laughs> i would get every marker i could find in the house and just go to town i would add a little crosswalk if i needed a crosswalk i yep. would apparently my own graffiti or just draw things and it was just i look now at some of these old family photos and it's just like this you know technicolor dream coat of a, of a base plate you know just kind of just I mean, I just wish I still had one of those and I have it framed on the wall as like modern art or something. Oh my god, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Because yeah, those, those base plates, I mean, those got those got used like nothing else. I mean, those, those were the best. I saw, I guess, roads. maybe like, I don't know if it was five years ago, but around five years ago, my Target started carrying um, re-releases of those base plates. Oh, no kidding. Um, and I, I can remember pushing the shopping cart and seeing it on a peg and just stopping dead in my tracks and just looking, <laughs> staring at it and being like, oh my God, it's like, you're back. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're in my life again. Kind of thing. Yep. Yep. It was crazy. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, I we've got some base plates for the kids, but it's like, oh, here's a perfectly gray square. Here's a perfectly green square. I'm like, ah, oh, kids, you guys need roads. Mm-hmm. Yep, you need a curve, you know. Yeah, you, you, need need a curve. Intersection. you need You need an intersection, absolutely. Right, right. Oh, you so- know? Those were the best, um, but yeah, man, I, yeah, oh man, it's bringing back memories. Now this next set, it's interesting because I have a little memory of one of a piece from this set, but it's probably one of the smallest and overlooked overlooked pieces from this set. It's the Vacation Camper from 1988, set six five nine zero. Yeah, it's a little cool. little car with like basically a camper trailer pulling being pulled on the back, you know. Yeah. Not only that, not only that, a little car with a sunroof. Oh yeah, total yeah, total sunroof. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. I don't think I don't think a Lego car had a sunroof before this point. Okay, all right. Um, the interior of the trailer, it apparently, according to the interweb, it contains a blue table in the middle with two white coffee mugs, a yep. water tap at the rear, of, and one of the minifigures carries a small gray briefcase. And that briefcase, I don't know if it's oh, yes. from this set, but one of my strongest childhood Lego memories of is us playing Legos, but we're using the Legos to reenact Back to the Future One. <gasps> in my oh yes, in my memory, what we did was I had a minifigure that had a briefcase, and it may have been from the set, may have been from another set. And in the briefcase was the plutonium to power yes. the time machine yes and the thing was what what i put inside the briefcase was literally like the only lego brick you could actually fit inside the briefcase and it was this one tiny piece and it only had a one single i guess nipple i don't know what the name for that little bump is that you have yeah. on the lego piece yeah um and it was if you can imagine you know there were lego pieces that were mm. i guess you might if for those pieces that had the single nipple 
there were some pieces that were probably about the same dimensions on all three access sides. But this piece, you know, it was like this, the length and the width were the same distance, but the height was just a tiny fraction of the length or the width. I don't know if I'm just doing a good job of describing what this looks like, but it's basically the smallest Lego piece you can imagine. It was just a square with one nipple and it was very short. Yeah. It was basically the only thing you could fit in the briefcase, but it was a yellow one. And because it was yellow, I thought it was radioactive. And that was going to be the plutonium that I was using to reenact the famous scene from Back to the Future, basically. It, it, would, be, it would be one of the translucent pieces that would be like a headlight or a fog light. Exactly. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember this. And it was probably, yeah, it was probably the suitcase from this set. Yeah. And I totally, because I, apparently that was what, you know, Doc Brown was using to carry around plutonium in. I don't know. Well, Yeah. So, um, Dave, that's one of my strongest Lego memories from childhood. That's funny. Yeah, when when I saw this one, and I, you know, you see how the the camper trailer has the hinged roof to open it up, so you can you know play inside it, basically. Kind of like the jetliner, yeah. Uh, kind of like the jetliner, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy, oh boy, did that did that bring back memories? Yeah. Um, it's so funny because yeah, the kids had a um like a modern day updated version mm. of this set okay um it's it's now been you know broken up and scattered between boxes but yeah it was one of those things where and it was still in the era of like you know here dad build this set and i'll watch mm-hmm. um but it's funny because i didn't even think about this set then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i remember building it and being like this is so cool it's a camping trailer and mm-hmm. you know now you can take your lego folks camping and totally yeah very cool totally very cool now this last one oh boy i've forgotten about this one this one is super cool yeah this is the uh uh stunt copter and truck number 6357 from what year was it 88 yeah this and what was really cool about this was the stripes yeah it was like a black big rig truck but it had these like like yellow and red stripes so it almost kind of looked like the german flag kind of Mm, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Think about that, but yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. I love it how we have a, a photo from the old family photo album where you can see, it's a still photograph, but you can see a, a Lego world we've created on the floor, and it, blurry and in the side of the photograph is that exact helicopter as if oh, nice. it was being taken you know, by the helicopter or something. You know? Oh, yes, that picture. Yes, yes, yes. 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 That's, a, that's a cool little set, definitely. That, that really is it's got this little trailer that goes with the truck and the basically the the single pilot copter you know gets loaded onto the back there yeah um it was one of those things man i'm trying to find the the exact angle of it it must be this one from the cover of it but i it was one of those things where when we were setting up the notes for this episode and i brought up this picture i went oh god that's right and I remember exactly how the copter would kind of like click into place on the trailer. Oh, really? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was just one of those memories that just kind of came right back. And I went, oh, God, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I remember that. And I remember this particular aspect about it. Totally, totally. And that, um, that really is one of the weird things about our Lego memories. Some of just the, you know, I, I, I couldn't, short of like stuff that we're bringing up from either photos or video, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't necessarily, well, and granted, you had the one memory about playing Back to the Future, mm-hmm. but I can't really remember any of the stories that we would make up. Oh. I remember, you know, oh, here's this 
sound or here's this this tactile mm -hmm. you know thing i remember how these bricks would click together i remember how this switch would turn to do the lights or whatever mm -hmm. um and it's just kind of weird how that's kind of what's prevalent in my mind at least right 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 you know it's, it's crazy because i feel kind of bad i have really strong memories of certain legos from childhood that were from the castle set line mm -hmm. like, um the horses that the knights would ride i have super strong memories of those i have super strong memories of the little shields that they would carry but oh yeah i have no memory of any of the actual castles so I, i'm thinking that maybe as kids we only had some of the sets where it was just like you'd buy the dude on horseback but there wasn't a building that would go with it i mean Possibly. do you have any memory of us having a lego castle i, no. I really don't i really no. don't yeah okay yeah, I was wondering about that. Not um, really. Uh, I definitely want to give a big shout out to just how absolutely amazing Lego idea books were and are. Yeah. Um, there, there was probably one of their best beloved Lego books is from 1980. For some reason, it's called Lego Book 6000, which is by that, the way- Is that the one that I got you for Christmas? You did a couple years okay. ago. Okay. One of the greatest Christmas gifts. I've got to tell you, first off, I have absolutely no concept of how Lego assigns or continues to assign numbers to their sets because I'll see sets from the eighties that have five digits and sets from a few years ago that have three digits. So I have no idea what's going on. Hmm. For some reason, this is called Lego idea book 6,000. But the first thing is, I mean, I'm sure Tay, you can agree with me, but our listeners, if you have any memory of these books, um, they're soft bound. They're full of just beautiful color photography of, whole Lego worlds that had been created just to give kids ideas. It was the first time I think in my life I ever just experienced the pure joy of having a publication solely devoted to beautiful photographs of something, you know, like, you know, this is mm -hmm. where I first learned. To, I mean, it was before coffee table books or, you know, adult magazines or anything, you know, whatever, <laughs> anything that's, that's a, you know, publication where it's just, orientated towards you know graphics basically yeah I, I don't know man i i would always get the lego idea books for the articles <laughs> right right but you know it's interesting you mentioned that because the more i started thinking about it the more i realized it's like is that really what what really got me interested it's like is there anything deeper here and i realized flipping through the idea book that you got me from 1980 yeah it's actually interesting because there's obviously no real words you know, it's just pictures and some instructions, you know, but on the inside flap, there's actually an interesting little segment. It says, how do you use your Legoland idea book? And it says, this book is presented like a story. Just follow our two minifigures, Mary and Bill, as they build their Legoland home and community and then move on to other adventures by car, on foot, and finally by spaceship. And it's interesting because it's actually, when I looked at it again, it's like pretty much all the photographs in here are telling a story of this man and woman minifigure couple that are in love and their house burns down, their car breaks down, they go to the movie theater, they get coffee, they end up taking a spaceship into outer space. And it's so fascinating because there's actually like all these websites online dedicated to these two Lego minifigures, Mary and Bill. And it's like, part of me is wondering, it's like, maybe I got really, I really resonated with this because there just wasn't it's like I was, I loved Legos, but I was craving something more. I was craving backstory. I was craving character names. I was craving 
the kind of things that we took for granted with other toy lines, maybe? I don't know. Mm. I mean, I'm just trying to think about it, but it's really interesting because the more I look at it, the more I realize, yeah, basically in every photo, there's this man and woman who are hanging out doing something, basically, you know? So interesting. it's like, yeah, it just, it's really, it really, you know, it really brought it home for me, I guess. I don't know. But I got to tell you, this, this idea book is just one of the greatest things ever. I just love it, you know? Oh, I'm glad you still enjoy it. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, man, oh man, I want to build something now. Yeah, right? Ah. <laughs> uh, no, well, do, should we look at a couple of uh, quick sets that that I'm pretty sure I remember? Yeah, of course. Maybe you remember them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one. Let me get down to real quick. We talked about the road plates and signs, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember I remember having like stop signs and yield yield signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now I think we had six three eight two, which is a fire station. Yeah um in it it had a couple of roll-up doors for the garages uh it came with its own base plate had a couple of trucks with it mm-hmm. um this is uh, i'm trying to see if this has the year on it i thought it did uh actually it shows it as being a pretty early one 81 i don't know i don't know we might have had ones that that early okay but it just really seems familiar i also remember like this thing's got some upstairs windows mm-hmm. on the building that are um, like they've got a sticker on them, like they're supposed to be Venetian blinds. Oh, does that ring a bell? Yeah, it does ring a bell. Uh-huh. I, I just I don't have a clear memory. I don't have anything to back it up, but mm-hmm. it rings a bell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, there is set six six eight zero, which is an ambulance. Now, this one, I'm pretty darn confident we had. This, again, this is another really early one. This is, oh, yeah. this is early 80s. But, again, these these striped windows. I have this very vivid memory of these windows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, plus, again, just, just that early idea, those, those, those town vehicles. Um, I've always been into them. Um, I remember they basically, the, the rear doors on the ambulance, um, it clicked with me at some point as a kid that this is literally just a window off a house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is what they've used for this uh, mm-hmm. it's the exact same piece mm-hmm. if you had like french doors or um uh uh, uh, uh like like storm shutters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a window yeah and that's exactly what this piece is and i remember being a kid and going hey wait a second this this is a window <laughs> it just doesn't have the little gla- the little plastic glass piece put in it we definitely had, I think for sure, this this one ambulance, or at least some sets that had things like stretchers and stuff like that. Yeah, right? Stuff like that in our photos. Yeah, definitely. So now, we did obviously have the tugboat, but mm-hmm. set 4025 was a fireboat that I am pretty, pretty darn confident that we had. Because I'm pretty sure we had more than one boat. I think it was one of us got a boat, and the other person was like, well, I want a boat too. Right, right. right. Do you so, remember if with the if the fireboat could it float? Do you think or yes. oh, cut okay. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty confident mm-hmm. that this one could float as well um, because it's it's got the same bow. It's you know it's it's got the same shape. It's the same era, mm-hmm. basically. In fact, the entire front cockpit there is basically the exact same design mm. as the one off the tugboat. The one off the tugboat is a little bit shorter. Okay. But it's even got a red and green light on the roof. Yeah. 
Um, and then the last one that I was fairly <coughs> certain we had um, was the police station. Yeah, we definitely had pieces, Lego pieces that actually would say like police on the side. Mm-hmm. I And that motorcycle mm-hmm. on this one. I really remember the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, because it would always be fun to make them kind of like skid as you turn or pop a wheelie or something. So, <laughs> um, yeah, these these were some really, really early sets. These were all like 81 to 83. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just, yeah, I have... I have memories, but nothing really to back up like hard proof of like, oh yeah, look, here's a picture, here's this set, or here's this piece from this set. And when you think about it, I mean, I, I could totally see it where like maybe a set came out in 81, but maybe it was still like on the shelves at Kitty World in like 83 or 84. You know oh, I mean? very, that's very possible. Yeah, yeah. That is very, very possible. I mean, a lot of the, like these really, I don't want to call them basic sets, but they're, 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 they're common Mm-hmm. you know hey you're doing a town well town needs a fire station or whatever mm-hmm. you know so some of these sets i'm sure had some staying power yeah yep. um, to them so yeah it's certainly possible that even if it came out in 81 we didn't have it until 83 or something like that that's yeah probably within the realm of possibility now do, do you um would you agree with me that if somebody came to you when you were a kid and said hey taylor you could you could go to disneyland or legoland like I get the feeling that you would choose Legoland over Disneyland. Absolutely. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I didn't even go to Disneyland for the first time until I was 25. Right. I think I was about the same, a similar age. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize until researching tonight that at least during our childhood, the only Disneyland in the world was the original in Denmark, you know? Uh, I know there's like more around the country or the world now, you know, but... Um, you mean the only Legoland, right? At that time, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you said Disneyland. Oh, I'm sorry, Disneyland. Yeah. No, that's you guys. It's like I'm like, uh, we're talking about the same thing here, right? <laughs> but it's crazy because even at this point, I really don't even know what. I mean, I assume when you go to Legoland, you're gonna just see a lot of like amazing, like four, five, seven foot tall sets of you know Big Ben or the Taj Mahal made by professional brick makers or something, right? I mean, honestly, I have no idea what you what you would experience if you went to Legoland, you know? Uh, I'm sure there's rides and stuff too. Other rides? Okay. Pretty sure. Right. Uh, I feel like I feel like at one point we may have looked at like, oh, hey, what is it, Legoland? Because there's one down in Southern California. Right. Um, and I've never been. We haven't taken the kids. I know some people who've been. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um off the top of my head without literally like taking the time to bring up their website and go okay what attractions do they have i I honestly don't remember but it's so cool because it's like i can't remember any other toys we had as a kid where there was almost like a um like a world headquarters where you could go like willy wonka style and visit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah it was just something magical about the idea that that existed out there somewhere yeah Uh, legos wow yeah well do we have anything else before we i think that pretty much does it for me but you know i really appreciate just being able to talk to you tonight about some of these things you know oh for sure for sure it's brought back some great memories yeah i mean between you and me we can really kind of could fit these pieces back together and bring these cool. memories back to life nice know? nice <laughs> i feel i feel like we both had a few later unintentional, <laughs> unintentional tonight right uh but hey, what are we uh, what are we going to talk about next month? All right, next month, and it's funny because I feel like I'm like, oh man, I can't really think of anything. I can't really think of anything. Um, 
And then what was it? You sent me a video that, or, or a video of like a series or a show that Jillian Anderson did about the internet in like 1996 or something. Apparently, and I'm still researching where this video clip came from because it's not clear. Yeah, in 96, Jillian Anderson did a video about what the internet was all about, how you could use it. Um, and it's hilarious. I love it. I don't, I mean, I think you dug it kind of as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right. it, yeah, it kind of got the juices flowing and started thinking. And uh, you had a great idea for a show topic for next month. Yeah, no, we've, we've kind of mentioned the X-Files here and there, but... Um, the X-Files was really, I think, for both of us, kind of a big step into, like, fandom mm-hmm. for a show. And and not just fandom, like, like me sitting there being the only one who, like, loves Doctor Who, but, like, fandom where it's like, hey, we're going to go hang out with other people who also love this show. And we're going to watch and enjoy this show mm-hmm. together. So next month, we are not only talking about our X-Files memories, but we're going to talk about our memories of a group we belong to called the Bay Area X-Files Encounter Group, a.k.a. Vaxfag. I'm so excited for this one. I think this is going to be really exciting. This is going to be fun because I I think this is not only going to be like a total trip down memory lane, but a lot of the stuff that became like like long-term references and jokes Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, You know, Marshmallow Peeps, what can I say? Mm -hmm. You will find out all about Marshmallow Peeps and how they relate to both of these things (laughs) next month. So if you can find a pack somewhere... Maybe grab some salsa while you're at it. <laughs> uh, go for it and and get ready to dive on in. But we will talk about that in a month. In the meantime, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Memory Serves Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Blue Box UFO, and you can follow Seb at Clan and McMuffin. Oh, I want one of those now. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and frankly wherever you consume podcasts. Just search up If Memory Serves and uh, look for our, our rad 80s cassette there. Uh, please, if you have a chance, rate and review us as well. We always appreciate that. And, and heck, you know, tell, tell a friend. It's like Alpha Beta, tell a friend. Yeah. Um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud and get literally every show that the network puts out. That's soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Um, obviously, you know, during the pandemic, we want you to support local businesses and independent artists and, um, you know, help those people who, who need it probably more than we do. Um, but if at the same time you really, really want an If Memory Serves shirt, you can go get it over at notlg.spreadshirt.com. And if you think what we're doing is cool enough to warrant it, you can chuck a few bucks at us over at patreon.com slash notlg. Well, Seb... That uh, that wraps it up for this month. We did it. We did do it. It's gonna. Um, I'm looking for a Lego pun and I'm finding nothing. So I'm just gonna say goodnight, folks. We'll talk to you next month. Stay safe. Good night. Good night. Quick drawing a Seb. So good to be here. That's awesome. I, I'll, I'll set it aside and like, oh. email you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.